Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Heartbeat Show podcast. My name is Tim Hart. I'm the branch manager of Van Dyke Mortgage and the host of this podcast. So today we have episode three of Ask an Expert with Pamela Paulson. We've done two previous ones already. This is all about credit scores, uh, what goes into it, uh, you know, how scores are calculated, etc. And so on this episode with Pamela, uh, her and I discuss what goes into a credit report. What makes the score up? Is it, you know, timely payments? Is it the balances you carry? Credit inquiries? So we answer all those questions in this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. It helps me out um, big time. So if you can do that, I'd appreciate it. Also, share this with anyone that you know happens to have questions about credit, or they're looking to buy a home in the future, or just want to know how to fix their credit score and what goes into it. So, guys, hope you enjoy this episode with Pamela. Enjoy. Welcome to the Heartbeat Show podcast with Tim Hart, talking mortgage, real estate, and whatever else is happening in our Southwest Florida community and around the world. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Tim Hart, Van Dyke Mortgage here in Fort Myers, Florida. Appreciate you joining us today. We're back with part three with our credit expert here. It's Ask an Expert. Uh, we have Pamela Paulson from Home Loans Assist. Pamela, how you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you today, Tim? Doing good, doing good. Thank you. So what we want to talk about first, Pamela, is um, let the viewers out there know that we've already done two videos out that are out there. Go back and check those out. Uh, we did one on FICO score and then one on Credit Karma and all the consumer reporting credit bureaus that are out there. And so we're going to have a lot more following this as well, probably about four or five more videos after this one. So if you guys are interested in this, make sure you like the page that you're watching this video from, uh, subscribe on YouTube and also on the podcast. This is going to go on the Heartbeat Show podcast as well. So please Make sure you subscribe to whatever that channel is so you can continue to get this information. So, Pamela, before we get started on this, uh, give everyone out there a brief history of you and what you guys do at Home Loans Assist. Okay, Home Loans Assist. Um, we are a mortgage-based credit repair company. Um, we focus on working on the consumer's behalf to correct and delete errors and erroneous information reporting on a consumer's credit report. Um, so essentially, our whole goal is just to get them to the desired credit score that our mortgage professionals uh, need to get them across the finish line so you can close their home loan. Yeah, cool. And you guys do a good job. When we can't help the people with their credit, that's we refer them to you and you guys do a great job. And that's why you're here today. Thank you. So yes. um, let's jump <laughs> into it. So um, what we want to cover today, guys, is... Uh, what goes into a credit score? It's a big deal. Like, how do I increase it? Uh, you know, why is it this way? And so, Pamela, if you don't mind, and we have your pie chart. Your pie chart is ready. Whenever you say okay. ready, wheel it on in and you can use it. But you guys, um, uh, Pamela, just explain to them out there, you know, the, what goes into credit scores. You got it. I love this pie chart, Tim, because it's a great visual on the five key components of how credit scores are calculated. So you want, if you it? want, you want to, it? Yeah. All right. You're getting it. <laughs> it comes the old pie chart. So there it is. Oh, excellent. Perfect. So um, let's start with the biggest 
piece. The payment history is 35% of what uh, credit score is co co you know, comprised of. And so this is where all the positive and negative information live. So we're talking collections, charge-offs, uh, late payments, on-time payments. Everything is you know, uh, comprised if it's 35%. One late payment, I've seen credit scores drop over 100 points. Now, what's important, consumers don't realize not all creditors report payments to the three bureaus. These creditors have to pay to update information. So just because um, you have a consumer, you know, making a payment on a credit card or an apartment or what have you, some, some car loans, like those mom and pop shops on the uh, street corner, they don't have to, by law, report to the bureaus. Um, so if that is the case, there are companies out there, and I don't know if you've heard of this, Tim, but um, companies called Rental Karma and Rent Track, where a consumer can actually call and ask to have their accounts reporting to the bureaus. Did you know that? Uh, no, Rental Karma. We'll have to put that in the show notes. Yes, Rental Karma and Rent Track. Um, another uh, item that consumers don't realize is most companies are set up by contracts, meaning there are positive and negative contracts. A positive contract company is a company who is going to report um, every month whether a consumer is paying on time or not. And usually this has, um, it's associated with a high dollar risk. So we're talking mortgage payments, um, auto loans, credit cards. Most companies will be reporting each month. That's a positive contract. A negative contract company are companies that only report the end outcome. And I explain this because, um, so for example, if a consumer, let's say uh, your cell phone carrier, if a consumer has Verizon and so maybe a month or two months without paying a bill, what will Verizon do? They typically shut off service in hopes that the consumer will call, make a payment, and then they'll turn the service back on. But what happens is the consumers will leave, let's say Verizon, there's still a balance on that account. Now they're doing service with T-Mobile. That's when Verizon would report the collection um, as an end outcome. Does that make sense? Yep, I got you. Okay, and I, I explain that because you know we we know life happens, and if ever a consumer is running short on funds one month, um, it's imperative that they make those um, you know monthly payments to those companies that will be reporting each month. Whereas maybe skipping a cell phone uh, bill or, or payment um, or a utility, it won't affect them. Right. So you're you're saying if someone's short. Make sure you pay anyone that reports to the credit bureau first. And yeah. then if you don't have enough money left over for the bills, some, whoever's going to get shorted is basically who doesn't report to the credit bureau? I mean, it's not ideal. We never tell people no, don't pay you. your bills. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. But yes. Okay. So let's move on um, to amounts owed. 30%. Can I ask you that though on payment history? Is oh, yes. Is a mortgage late considered worse than a credit card late? Meaning this is your house, this is every, the roof over your head. You miss that, it means you're in big trouble compared to maybe a credit card, not so much. No, a late is a late is a late. Okay. So one late, I mean, we've seen the, the score drop 60, and like I said, over 
I, I'm I'm losing you there. Hold on. Okay. I got you back. Yeah, say it again. Okay, so um, no, a late payment will detrimentally affect the score. They're not weighted any differently. Okay, gotcha. So let's move on to amounts owed. 30%, this is the most important piece of how scores are calculated. All this area calculates is revolving accounts. So essentially credit cards. Credit cards are weighted exactly the same. They have even weight distribution. So what does that mean? If a consumer has, um, let's say, a credit card that has a $200 limit, and they have a second credit card that has a $10,000 limit, those two cards are weight, have weight, even weight distribution. So that $10,000 card is not helping the score more than that $200 card. So if a consumer just has one credit card, it's holding all 30% of what's being calculated in the credit score. Two cards, 15% and 15%. Oh. And so um, creditors, they report to the bureaus once a month. They have a once a month reporting date. I always tell our clients to call the company, find out when they report because um, whatever date that is, the consumer just wants to make sure that the balance is paid down to under 10%. Um, ideally, they want to keep a small balance on the card because what happens is when these credit creditors report to the bureaus, if it's showing a zero balance, it looks like the card's not being used. Even if the consumer is um, being responsible in how they're using the card, right. it's still... The bureaus don't know, okay, they were only using 10% of their card. So to get the biggest bang for, you know, your buck, keep that credit card balance. That the sweet spot is 10 to 15% of whatever the limit is. Okay. So, for example, you have a $200 limit on one card. Keep it around $20 to $25. So use it once a month, maybe for a tank of gas. Pay it down to a couple of dollars uh, before the due date. And I've seen credit scores jump 80, 90 points simply by doing this within the first month. So how many, how many cards are enough? Like, you know, you said 30%. So three cards would be, you know, 10% each to that account. Is it three, five? Like where, what's the sweet spot for the amount of credit cards you should have to build your credit or to maintain good credit? Two to three. No consumer needs any more than two or three cards. Those are, um, you know, positive trend lines that people in your industry, the, you know, as a loan officer, that you have to show how a consumer is, is using um, their credit. Are they responsible uh, consumers? Mm -hmm. And so two to three is a perfect number. It's, the more cards a consumer has, it does not help them anymore to boost their credit score. Okay. And so I'll tell you one thing I hear and I see it a lot is where someone has um, a $5,000 limit and the borrower carries a $4,800 limit, right? Like our balance, I'm sorry. So they have a $4,800 balance against a $5,000 limit and perfect payment history though. And this borrower, what they think is, hey, I'm proving that I can make these payments on this high balance Therefore, I'm proving to creditors that I can afford this, that I can maintain these type of mm -hmm. monthly payments. And it's actually the opposite to where, correct me if I'm wrong, creditors look at it and they say, this person's in trouble. They cannot pay mm -hmm. down their balance. 
Exactly. So now, I don't know if you see this on your credit reports, but there's something that has come out in the last year. It's called trended credit, right. where creditors, lenders, you know, they're looking at how a consumer is utilizing their credit. So they, it's um, maintained in blocks of time, six months, 12 months, 24 months. What lenders are looking at is, is this consumer a transactor or a responder? Meaning, are, is this consumer maxing out their credit cards but just paying the minimum payment each month? Or are they keeping balances low and making on-time payments? Um, so obviously, um, that's, it, that is definitely weighted, especially with consumers that have a thin file. So that means if, if somebody doesn't have um, a lot of payment history or uh, length of credit history, lenders will look to see what their trend has been over these uh, blocks of time to see what type of credit risk they could okay. potentially be. So, yeah, and we're, and we're going to cover uh, the next video we do um, on what people need to do to establish credit, like the ghost, you know, the person that's a brand new college kid or, um, you know, an adult that's always paid cash for everything. So we're going to cover that in an, uh, a future video for sure. Yes. So we, we try to coach our clients that obviously we want them to pay down those balances, but if they don't have any extra available funds, the next best thing is to call the credit card company and ask for a credit increase, increase their limits. Um, but what we always tell our clients, ask, the creditor if they're going to do a hard pull. If the creditor says yes to offer an increase, we're going to do a hard pull, tell, the, tell them that they don't want the limit increase, don't do the hard pull, hang up, and nine times out of ten, the next day, uh, there will be a line increase and no hard um, credit pull will have been done. What about, the, what about the creditors out there that like my balance is $4,000, my limit's $4,500, and then out of nowhere, they take my limit from 4,500 down to 2,000. Um, do you see that happen a lot? That, that was a big thing um, that Capital One did years ago and they got hit with lawsuits. It's not legal. So if you ever see that happen, you can either reach out to me, but um, okay. that company cannot do that because obviously then the consumer is gonna get hit with a higher interest rate. Yeah. It's a way for companies make more money. It's completely 100% illegal for companies to do that. There you go. Good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else on amounts okay. owed? Nope. Let's move on to length of credit history. 15% of a consumer score is your length of credit. And all that is, your credit history is the average of all open active accounts. So for example, if you have a 30-year mortgage, and one credit card that's open and active for 10 years, a consumer would have 20 years of credit history, okay? So pretty basic math. You're just adding, it up, adding them up and then dividing by however many accounts you have. Okay. Um, so, and then three ways to manipulate or increase the score in, in this particular section of the pie chart is to close newer accounts, um, sometimes, it depends on a, the consumer situation, but if a consumer just goes, let's say around the holidays, we see this a lot, where they go and open all these new store credits because they want that 20 credit cards because they want that 20% discount. Right. We might tell them all those new accounts you just opened, you need to go close them. Um, and then another way to increase the score 
fairly quickly is to, uh, as an authorized user. Um, so as an authorized user, we're just having um, either a spouse or a family member add the consumer to their account that has to have good payment history, right. um, established length of history, keeping low balances, and um, they can see a huge boost in their score, over 100 points as soon as that company reports to the bureaus. I, I love that move. That's a go-to. <laughs> now, I will tell you that um, with a lot of our loan officers, it can't be the only positive trade line. So it's important that uh, the consumer has their own credit card, but then certainly can be used as an authorized user. Again, a family member or a spouse. Gotcha. Okay. Moving on to new credit. Um, with new credit, opening new accounts have penalties, meaning... Um, Inquiries where with uh, each hard inquiry, the score can drop three to five points. And so within that first six months of applying for new credit, the score will drop three to five points per inquiry. After six months, so from seven to 12 months, the consumer gets some of those points back. It's only suppressing their score one to two points. After that first full year, the consumer will get all the positive points back Inquiries can typically stay on a credit report for up to two years, but after that first year, it's not doing any damage. Okay. But what consumers really need to be careful is when they go car shopping, um, you'll see, I'm sure you've seen this, Tim, where these dealerships will just shotgun, you know, the credit report out, and I've seen 29 inquiries from a dealership before, and so if you do the math, three to five points times 29, their score is just shot. Um, so it's imperative that the consumer tells the dealership that they don't want it um, sent out to all the different financing companies. Ideally, the consumer would want to try to get a home, uh, not a home loan, a um, uh, approval for money to put towards that car. Does that make sense? Yep, I got you. Okay. And then also, it's imperative that the consumers don't try to open too many new accounts too rapidly because, again, it looks like they're in a financial hardship, and that could be a, re a red flag. Okay. And um, lastly is 10% types of credit. All this means is diversity helps the credit score. So your mortgage, auto, uh, student loan, credit cards, um, those all, if you have a mix, and you don't have to have all of them, obviously, but, um, you know, a mix of two or three, it looks more favorable on the consumer's behalf. Huh, interesting. So, I mean, the, the, so, the, big, the big take, oh, do you have anything to add to that? No, go ahead. I was going to say the big takeaways from this whole pie chart in your conversation really boils down to just kind of making your payments on time and mm -hmm. not overextending yourself on, you know, any kind of credit card. Really? Exactly. That's what I, I coach the FICO fundamentals. It's so basic. Pay bills on time, like you said. Keep your credit card balances low and only open new accounts when necessary. Right. No, I got you. Cool. All right. Got some information there, Pamela. Do you have anything else you want to um, touch on before we call it a day on this one? I don't think so. I hope that was informative. And if I missed anything, please don't hesitate to reach out to either myself or reach out to Tim and he can get you in contact with me. 
Yeah, no, you killed it because that's a that information you just went over is going to be so valuable to anyone that is thinking about buying a home uh, and maybe credits a you know maybe credits a concern of theirs and um, that, that's a lot of information. People are freaked out by credit; they don't understand it. You know, don't they, they don't get it? Why this course says this and this says this, and so you're laying it out there for them. What's amazing too is if one piece of that pie that we just reviewed can drastically affect all the other pieces. So that's right. why before anybody does anything, especially if they're trying to get a home loan, uh, it's important to understand credit so they don't, you know, do anything detrimental. No, that was awesome information. So you guys, I hope you enjoyed that with Pamela. Uh, make sure you check out the other videos we did about uh, Credit Karma and um, FICO score. We've got more coming up about what to do to establish credit, how to do it. Uh, you kind of touched on a little bit, Pamela. I heard, heard it with the uh, rental um, uh, websites there. So you guys, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Feel free to share this with anyone that uh, you may that may find the credit interesting, or maybe they're looking to buy a home. Uh, and as always, meaning for me, just let me know. Always here to help. Uh, phone number is two three nine four three seven four two seven eight. And you check us out on our website, timhartjr.com. So, guys, hope you enjoyed this, and see you on the next one. Take care. All right, that wraps up that episode. Hope you guys learned a lot about credit scores. Make sure you check out the rest of these uh, that we've done, these podcasts, and we got several more coming up as well. Um, they're also available on video format if you guys want to uh, watch myself and Pamela instead of listen. Always available on my Facebook and YouTube page. Go check those out, guys. Um, if you have any questions on credit, anything I can help out with, please give me a call. 239-437-4278 or website timhartjr.com. Of course, Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Uh, Tim Hart Jr. is my handle over there. So guys, hope you enjoy this show. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast app you're listening to. Helps me out a lot. So guys, keep on living the dream, Southwest Florida. Take care. Uh -huh.